Good morning. I want to welcome you to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Susan Caldwell, and I'm the Religious Education Director here. I've served in this position since 2002, and I've been a Unitarian Universalist since 1980. Whatever your age, ability, origin, gender, race, identity, orientation, background, political persuasion, whatever, the boundaries that would tend to divide us, we want you all here. If you are wanting to worship with us, you are welcome. Here we have found that diversity of belief and opinion add depth to our experience of community. And we have found that we need not think alike to love alike. And so we are united not by a creed, but by a covenant to support each other on the spiritual journey and to work together for a better world. If you're visiting for the first time, we ask that you fill out one of the blue visitor cards in the pew pocket in front of you and place it in the offering basket when it comes around. Our minister is the Reverend Barbara Gerald. She is away this week and next at the Kerrville Folk Festival in the Texas Hill Country, um, where she's practicing her other profession as a singer-songwriter. Um, and next week, I should tell you now that the Reverend Susan Smith will be in the pulpit, and so I know you will, will want to be here for that. That is always pretty wonderful. Um, I also want to um, make mention that it is, of course, Memorial Day weekend and a time to honor and be thankful for those who have served, uh, for those who uh, were lost in, in war. And I would like any of our veterans or active duty military to please stand and let us thank you. And our board president, Eric First, has some announcements. Well, for those of you that weren't at the congregational meeting, Bob Jordan, Amanda Lawrence, Ken Peterson, and Kathy Osich came off the board. So I want to thank them for this. I don't see any of them here. <laughs> oh, there's Amanda. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your service. And Jack Schmidt, John Allen, Nikki McLean, and James Peck are coming on to the board. So if you guys want to stand so they know who you are. I, I know Jax is, is in the nursery. Um, this Thursday... From 5 to 7 is the Highland Dinner, the Highland, Highland Blessing Dinner. It's at the Highland Center on the corner of Olive and Highland. Um, and it's it's a family, what they do is they put together a family sit-down dinner. So it's not like a, a normal where they just they just feed, give give the food away. It's it, They actually try and encourage um, people to come together in the neighborhood to come together and get to know each other. And they encourage different churches to come together and get to know each other. And, and really, it's it's for some of the families, it's the only time they actually sit down as a family and have dinner together. Um, and so you can be a table host, you can be a server, um, but please come and join us. I think you'll enjoy it. It's it's five o'clock Thursday at the Highland Center. Um, it's also game night Friday, seven o'clock down in the social hall. If you want to come in for game night, and today is giveaway the plate day. Um, the recipient is is the Noel Methodist Food Pantry. Thanks. This morning is our service marking the end of the religious education year for our children and youth. 
Um, the classes will each make presentations, and we'll also get to hear from our graduate, uh, Grant Upton. And uh, in, a, in a church this size, sometimes, as my husband likes to say, the big lump in the snake's belly, the way that it moves through the years of religious education, we might go several years without having a graduate. And so we're, we're delighted this morning to be able to honor Grant. Um, if you would like to know a little bit more about our church and about the Unitarian Universalist movement, um, we hope that you'll join us. Um, whether you do or not, we hope that you'll join us uh, after the service in the social hall for refreshments and conversations. And if you would like to know more about this church and Unitarian Universalism, uh, you can talk to me. You can talk to Ron Thurston, who is our membership chair. Uh, you can talk to Reverend Susan Smith, who is here today also. You can talk to actually a lot of people in this congregation to get um, some different views of who we are. Um, and you're also welcome to call or email me during the week. My contact information is in the order of service. Um, all the announcements are listed in your order of service, and all church events are open to everyone. As we prepare to enter the spirit of worship, I would ask that you either turn off or silence your electronic devices. Although if you would, if you do like to tweet during services, the hashtags are UUShreve and UUSunday. Just make sure that it's on silent. Thank you again and welcome. We are called together here in this community, not compelled by the voice of one idea of God, not joined by any common idea of what happens in the life beyond this one, not bound by a test of belief or captive to dogma. We respond instead to the call of covenant. To worship is to lift up and celebrate those matters deemed to be of worth. Of great worth to us are the many ideas of source, spirit, ultimate reality, God, and yes, even not God, that exists right here within these walls. Of great worth to us are the promises we make to each other to be here together, to speak and to listen with respect, to share with each other the part of the picture that each of us sees that we may come that much closer to seeing the whole. Along with the pre-K and K-1 class on our Bearers of Light and Tradition, uh, Eleonora and Gretchen, would you help me this morning? This morning, and every time we are together, we celebrate our first principle. We covenant to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. This morning, and every time we are together, we celebrate our first source, direct experience of that transcending mystery and wonder affirmed in all cultures, which moves us to a renewal of the spirit and an openness to the forces which create and uphold life. In this summer season, we turn our attention more thoughtfully to that first source, for our own experience is the lens through which each of us views all of our principles and sources and applies them to our own lives. The other lighted candles represent the principles and sources we have previously highlighted. If you'll rise in body or spirit, Recite with us 
the unison affirmation, which is printed in your order of service. We'd now like to bring up our second through fifth graders who are already on their way. And this pillar, they went through a series of questions about God, kind of who, what, when, where, why questions, and they'd like to share some of their, their thoughts. In this pillar, we learned about where we might find God or spirit or what connects us to something bigger than ourselves. Some people will find this God or spirit or that which helps us feel a part of something beyond ourselves in other people. We could see God or spirit in everyone. Thank you. This is me. Madeline drew this picture about what, how the church makes her feel connected with, um, with a higher spirit. And it's a picture of me and Pam. And <laughs> some people will find this God spirit or that that connects us to something beyond ourselves in nature. Ian's our, our resident naturalist in class. And spiky pole. <laughs> Some people will find God or spirit or that that connects us to something beyond ourselves in art or in creativity. And we definitely have a cre had a creative group here. <laughs> Some people will find God's spirit or that that connects us. They will find it within ourselves and within the web that connects us to others. This is the web that Madeline made. Um, just last week. This section right here is our cats. I think we finished that. Cats are, of course, a part of the interdependent web. Who else is in there, Madeline? Is that Miss Jocelyn? Miss mm -hmm. Jocelyn, Pam, and oh, a bunch of kitty cats, and me too. And Madeline, okay. And then in the web, I see you in the middle. I see your mom and your dad. Is your brother in there? Oh, you forgot to put him. <laughs> um, this is God, God, my mom, and my stuffed animal, Tiny. Pancakes and her friends, friends and her cats and family and us at church. Okay. Thank you. Yes. We'll, we'll, and we'll have the pre-case come back up for just a second. We have some things for you. We have some small gifts for each class that symbolize some of the spiritual gifts we're trying to instill. Did, did we, we have an attack of shyness? That's okay. We can give it to them after. All the classes will get uni-uni temporary tattoos, which say, for hope, healing, and occasional heresy. 
Our pre-Ks will get bubbles for the spiritual practice of breathing deeply to blow them and watch them dance. Our second through fifth graders get silly putty, a deeply spiritual substance representing resilience. It bounces if you drop it. It's flexible in that it stretches to great lengths. It represents learning in that it can imprint upon itself new material, but it can also rub out or cast aside that which does not serve. Hosea Ballou, the renowned 19th century universalist preacher, writer, and theologian, once said, If we agree in love, there is no disagreement that can do us any injury. But if we do not, no other agreement can do us any good. Let us endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bonds of peace. We will now receive the gifts that sustain this place that calls us back again and again to that love that surmounts all disagreements. We have now a presentation from our middle and high school class. They have been looking at uh, an adapted version of the spirit and practice curriculum that the adults have been doing, except they got a little extra lesson, credo writing as a spiritual practice. This pillar in the religious education class, the middle school and high school group learned about the different ways to on uh, one expresses their faith. To close, we decided to exercise synthesizing a small statement that summarizes something important to our spiritual lives in the form of a credo. So when we make this credo, he asks us to look at a list of questions and decide which one we want to use. Most of us went with the same one, which was the purpose of life. What is it? So what I believe in my heart, the purpose of life is to enjoy, enjoy every moment that life gives you and enjoy it with everyone around you and everything around you. What is your name? Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my fault. I'm Angel. No, you're okay. And... <laughs> I'm Ash, and I actually picked a different question. I picked what um, what gives you a sense of wonder, and my answer was being able to watch the lightning fill up the sky in the middle of the night. I'm Sam, and I uh, picked a different one as well. I picked what gives you a sense of fulfillment, and uh, finishing a program that I've been working on for a while does that for me. I'm Bela, and I did The Meaning of Life, Meaning of Life's Procreation. No, but um, <laughs> the, mean, <laughs> the, the meaning of life, um, really, not all of us know really, like even throughout your life, you don't really know what your meaning is, but once you, like in the end, you, you know what it was and what you did to help. I chose uh, what gives me a sense of wonder. I'm Eleonora, and uh, I said stars. Um, I'm Gretchen, and I chose the purpose of life because I'm basic, and um, mine was um, finding beauty in places where society tells you there is none. Um, I chose uh, one of my favorite qualities about my parent or guardian, and I chose my mother, and I love the fact that she's always happy, and she never, almost never has any sadness or... My, my name is Andrew Lawrence, by the way. Just sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to... Yeah. Thank you. Noah Wagstaff, their teacher, who has been with them all year.
and I should say Jocelyn Lanham and Pam Carlisle were with the second through fifth graders, and Diane Bundy and Jack Schmidt, who is also in the nursery this morning, have been with the um, pre-Ks, and I apologize for that oversight earlier. And I do have uh, some gifts for you guys. This is a little uh, Unitarian Universalist magnifying ruler for that free and responsible search. It lets you look up closer, get a really good view, and it lets you take the measure of things. Thank you all. I invite you to a time of quiet, quiet stillness in the presence of the Most High, whatever that may mean to you. Take the time to settle into your seat. Breathe deeply. And as you exhale, feel yourself relax more deeply into the seat. Feel your shoulders drop down from your ears. May you take this time in communion with God, with the spirit of life and love, with the highest and best that is within you, and with the love and strength of this community that celebrates your triumphs and enfolds and supports you in times of struggle and sorrow. At this time of remembering, this time of Memorial Day, may you reach out to those families who have lost loved ones in the war. Maybe you, may you be one with those families whose loved ones currently serve at home or abroad. May you take all of these parts of the whole with you as you enter the silence. It's the best part. <laughs> I'm delighted to introduce Grant Upton, who by his own account is a gaming enthusiast who moonlights as a court jester. He's a graduate of Caddo Magnet High as of last week. He's a talented actor, having showcased some of those skills right here at this church. And, uh, and more recently, I've heard having played the lead in a new film production entitled The Sandwich Project. Um, he was on the debate and wrestling teams at Magnet. And here at the church, in addition to his participation in the high school group, he's been active at Building and Grounds Day. And he's also, I know, been help to various members away from the church in their homes. And, and we appreciate that so much. And always with a great heart and a willing spirit. So please welcome Grant Upton. This to the side a little bit. Do my part to save the environment. Going paperless today. It's really a wonderful opportunity that my youth group was so sparse throughout my stay here. It means that as the only one graduating this year, I'm in the top one percent of my high school graduates at this church, and I take up quite a sizable uh, chunk of the bottom 99 as well. Bernie would be very disappointed. Unfortunately, that means that I'm on the short list of people that Miss Susan wants to get up here for a speech. Um, 
even more unfortunately, I'm typically not important enough to give speeches because I put off the composition for far too long. That being said, uh, maybe this topic of my values and my most deep-seated beliefs is better off without days of polishing and editing, less filtered through my sleep-addled brain than it would be otherwise. Of course, it also means that this will make less than no sense, so let's see how much of a deficit I can rack up. When many of my peers are asked this question, what are your values? They tend to address the question on the grand arc, and in doing so, generally come up with a series of cliches. The more optimistic of them will say, to help others, to live and to love, and other phrases drawn directly from the end of a romantic drama. The more depressing teens on kicks of Nietzsche and fatalism will say, to suffer, to hurt, or to die. Though I'm fortunate that my own moody phase lasted only a few years, I also realize that that constitutes probably around a quarter of my life at this point. So it is understandable that I'm hesitant to make a similar social blunder by trying to speak from unfounded authority. Uh, but if my youth is not here for me to make a fool of myself, then why would I have been as clumsy and foolish as I have? Uh, the first and greatest thing I think I've learned is nuance. Too many speak in absolutes and then backtrack slowly to conditionality, fighting for each inch of given ground. I've often been guilty of the same, but I like to think that I'm slowly learning to think in subtleties before spewing dribbling nonsense. Instead, I've learned to spew only reasonable-sounding gibberish with some faint, faint glints of reason. Uh, this in itself isn't a value I've learned so much as just a, one of the few facts I've, I've come to know. I think, however, that the closest thing to a life philosophy I have is one of a non-philosophy. Questioning our existence and the meaning of life is all well and good to keep our critical minds sharp and the cogs well-oiled. However, when it comes to building a life upon these ideals, I find that it typically devolves to building on clouds. Insubstantial in area is thought itself, and almost impossible not to look down on those around you. It is good to seek meaning wherever you may find it, and it is doubly good to act on those truths you find, as long as it is not done in a way to interfere with anyone else's search. Whether because of a god with a cosmic and unpredictable free will, or because of an infinitude of interacting forces and impulses crisscrossing the galaxies, it becomes clear to me that our universe operates on random chance. The beauty I find in our existence is our ability to overlay our own truths and patterns over that vast array. Before I go, I'd like to thank my family and the close friends I've made at the church here over the years. Recently, I haven't made this gathering a priority, and feeling the sense of welcome and familiarity once again makes me wish I had. And now, with my family satisfied of my sincerity and my time filled, I, I must away. Farewell, churchlings. <laughs> no, we still have more plans for you. We have, as always, lovely parting gifts. <laughs> we have um, this wonderful chalice keychain, which um, will, we hope, open new doors for you, but also light the way home. <laughs> yeah. and a chalice pendant um, for you to carry your Unitarian Universalist identity with you and then we also give you the portable world bible because the holy scripture of the world is your, is your holy scripture it belongs to all of you